we start in New Jersey, where Team Troy takes on Rasp in a battle of division leaders. Hey, Teej. Yeah, Boom? What's your favorite scary movie? Maybe it's Dak Prescott scoring just 12 points in his return, making his manager Troy scream. Meanwhile, Rasp fell in love with an emo girl. Benjamin, that is, as the last resort running back. Cut the saints into pieces and prove that at least somebody likes you when you score 23. Team Troy's special teams kept it close as he ripped a page out of Ted Cruz's book, using his Dallas D to score 19, along with Jason Michael Myers adding a 16-point slasher. But in the end, Justin Timberlake Tucker was able to keep the team in sync despite three starters being on there. Bye, bye, bye. Rasp 113, Troy 99. Whoop, whoop. Next, Stella Woken, where teams Kurt and Wells square off in the annual Zach Bowl. Team Wellington fired up the grill early, putting mustard on his hot dogs and in his starting lineup, getting a nice 21 from his backup RB. Kurt responded as Daniel Alex Jones's 29 points caused significant punitive damages to Wells' lead. Then, on Monday night, when Wells turned to his star of David Montgomery, hoping to shout shalom and head back to Philly with a dub. But nowadays, everybody talks like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish, and motherfuckers act like they forgot about Ramondre Stevenson. Kurt 131, Wells 115. He could go all the way. Sticking in Hoboken, where Team Husser takes on Corey in a matchup of two playoff hopefuls. Tom's QB burrowed a 40-point hole and threw Corey down it, taunting him when Mike Williams Wallace shouted, FREEDOM! from above, scoring 21 points. Meanwhile, Corey whipped out his rosary beads as he prayed to Chris Godwin that Jonathan Taylor Swift could shake it off and return to form. This effort was offset by a blank space left by the deepest tight end room in the league, leaving Corey heading north, seeking a better life and playoff opportunities. But in the end, he was stopped by the Trump ball. Birds 119, Corey 90. Tick, 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 Next, Joe Poe heads to Florham Park for a battle with Team Proc. Poe's RBs got off to a hot start as they continue their consistent scoring, but that's about it, as this chihuahua-like performance was all Barkley, no bite, and he might just want to mix in a few new receivers. Team Proc spent his Sunday trick-or-treating at an old folks' home, as he received milk duds on milk duds from a majority of his lineup. Thankfully for him, he was never a big fan of Robert Pattinson, and was always Team Jacobs, as the running back has seemingly turned over a new moon, dropping a season-high 36 points. Oh! In an act of desperation, Joe Poe climbed a magic beanstalk looking for answers, but all he got was golden goose eggs from Michael Gallup and Amon Ra Stain Brown. Proc 105, Poe 98. Fumble! Next up, Team Steve flies out west to face off with three-time roommate Travis. As we all know, the City of Angels is all about lights, Camara and Jackson. So when the duo scores just 27 points combined, you bet your firstborn daughter you're getting blown out. As Team Steve's Austin Powers Eckler and Aaron Paul Jones combine for a Yeah baby, yeah bitch! Dropping a massive 65. Trav looked up and down his lineup for answers, but just like the phone numbers I'd get at McSwiggins, four single digits ain't gonna cut it. Sandstorm 151, Trav 83. Whoop, whoop! 
we wrap up in North Jersey where Team Muller takes on me in a potential loser leaves town matchup. DeAndre Hopkins finally pissed clean as he and Kyler earned double XP Thursday night. Muller fired back with a QB receiver stack of his own, but if there's one thing Brady hates more than his family, it's Mike Evans dropping 80-yard touchdown passes. Kenny the Dead White Tiger kept me alive in the late slate, scoring 28 points to the light of zookeepers, special ed teachers, and a bunch of idiots in the group me growing straight to hell. But in the end, Ezekiel, hell yeah, phoned home twice, scoring two pivotal TDs. Huh, E.T. loves Reese's Pieces too, boom. There's layers to this shit, Tage. Muller 119, me 109. And that is week seven. I'm extremely impressed with your forgot about Dre first that you did there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I don't even think I could do that, like the actual verse, because Eminem just goes too fast and you scaled it. <laughs> I, I've wrapped it in the car many times, but uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Curtis will appreciate it. No doubt. How's everything going, man? Been a bit? Yeah. Been a busy three weeks. I think the last time we spoke, we were praying that the Giants would be competitive with the backers. And Only here to we find are. out that the Look Packers think and the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. There's no denying that. Obviously, some nice addition by subtraction today, but uh, we'll get to the Giants later in the pod. But um, yeah, I guess we can just get into the matchups. We'll kind of talk about the state of the league and kind of where everyone is playoffs wise and stuff as we go through them all and then obviously give our picks booms bus hold nine and then uh send you on your way so which matchup do you want to start with here po uh i think we should get right into steve versus curtis on it and i want to start on steve's side just to kind of stroke my own ego and just talk about how right i was about matt ryan and how nervous steve is now that he's got sam ellinger throwing the ball to michael pittman can't be super comforting, but can it be that much of a downgrade? I'm not totally sure. I think in a lot of instances, a young QB will just kind of zero in on number one, so it may be a weirdly positive thing, but it's one of the few wait-and-sees left kind of in the year at this point. We kind of have a decent idea of the production people are giving and their roles in offenses, but yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I don't really have a leaning interest or opinion there do you are you kind of definitive in either direction uh i think what you get with matt ryan is that he's gonna throw the ball like 40 times a game because of how bad he is so he's always kind of playing come from behind football ellinger's probably just they're probably just gonna lean on jonathan taylor i would think it's just an issue because their offensive line is so bad i just can't imagine that ellinger is gonna come in and be wheeling and dealing week one so it's definitely training wheels which I mean, they I think it's had a downgrade for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's a downgrade for the pass catchers, but not for the Colts as a team, if that makes sense. Fair enough. And I mean, yeah, we'll start with Steve, but then Curtis obviously has some issues with his pass catchers with J- the Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, we'll get over there. Felt, but yeah, Steve's team. I'd like to. Uh, he's been streaming for a bit here. I like Tua against Detroit. That's a fine matchup. His running backs have been good all year. I think. Um, Swift may be back this week, so I'm not sure if Jamal Williams is staying in the lineup or not. But yeah, I, he's got decent receivers, and Kittle had a nice game too. I, I think this team has definitely been trending up, and I think he 
probably has the second best record at this point, so or third behind Kurt. Yeah, his team I, has I definitely like what I'm been doing a lot here. better the last few weeks. Christian Kirk was having a few down weeks, but last week against the Giants, he kind of went off and almost had a gigantic game if he would have caught that touchdown on the one that the refs tried to fuck us mm -hmm. into. So Christian Kirk definitely turned around, and DJ Moore finally yeah. showing signs of life over there with PJ Walker, quarterback PJ Walker, dude. a third yeah. string bum. He was is the, finally uh, getting the ball to DJ Moore. Fun fact for you. He was the highest-rated PFF quarterback last week. I watched the wow. breakdown. They were talking about like big money throws or some like ridiculous metrics that they made up. But yeah, he was higher than like Mahomes, uh, Burrow, all these guys who had like four touchdowns. I was like, okay, interesting. But so you're saying he's a Geno Smith level quarterback this year? It seems to be. We'll see how it goes. Is he still playing, or were they just playing him while Darnold? And... Uh, he he's starting this week. They okay. already confirmed it. Uh, TJ Walker. I guess more of the same with him. Atlanta not exactly a vaunted D, but yeah, I I like this up and down for the most part. The RB two is a little sus, but he's got Eckler on the bye. I don't really know. Yeah, what you I think do. Aaron Jones has been like pretty perplexing this year. It's kind of what he does, like. Yeah, and that's last a tough week, matchup. Washington, he went off, but before that, four straight weeks of something you don't want to see from your RB2, you know? So, this is probably going to be against Buffalo. Yeah. If I had to choose between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I would feel comfortable with Aaron Jones in this matchup, but I'm not exactly expecting the Packers to score a lot of points this week. I mean, they haven't scored a lot of points in, like, a month at this point, but... yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They they just got to get into running the ball. Like, I know Rodgers wants to make it work with all these young receivers, but you're going to miss the playoffs if you keep fucking around. So, yeah, but overall, and, I like this lineup. I, I think he's putting out a decent effort here in the coming week. Uh, yeah, I think his team has turned it around the last few weeks. But the only other thing that I'd say I'm concerned about is detroit's offense for whatever reason they stopped scoring yeah yeah they've just fallen off a cliff they did play new england in new england and dallas in dallas and they're both you know new england's defense isn't that great but dallas's defense is probably dallas one of the more elite tier, groups which in is the league really annoying. yeah so maybe that is but jamal williams for the first time in his life literally fumbled last week too on I the one or that. maybe yeah i think it was his first fumble and like his entire career in the NFL. He's been in here like eight years now. Like, uh, yeah, about six or seven. He's got to be on at least year five or six, I think, right now. Fair. But yeah, it was his first fumble ever, and it was on the one yard line. Otherwise, you know, Jamal Williams probably has a pretty good game last week. Mm -hmm. It's an eight point swing for him. Any so, boomer busts on this team, or is everything kind of on Kurt's side? I would say that Michael Pittman Jr. is probably going to be my bust this week, just because I don't expect him to do well with sam ellinger week one right. i think if anything usually what you see when new quarterbacks come in is it's always that second or third option so somebody like an alec pierce or uh paris campbell wow. that's who i would think will probably have a better game this week for them all right we'll keep an eye out for paris campbell on the waiver wire moving forward <laughs> hey he was a pretty high draft pick he was a second round pick wasn't he He'll go, a few with, years he'll ago. go with Geno Smith, Derek Carr, and the rest of just these stains that <laughs> you're convinced yeah. are going to pop. <laughs> you hit on a good clip, though, so I can't really dog you too much. But let's All right, move maybe over. we'll move over to Kurt's side. Yeah. 
anything here first first reactions anyone you want to talk about i would say ramadre stevenson is probably the guy on his side that i want to talk about the most because this is a dude if you remember in dynasty i traded deandre hopkins from before the season i got kind of clowned a little bit but this is somebody coming into the season that i was really high on he had like a very flat first few weeks but he's good like he's very good he's good at catching the ball he's good at running the ball like He's going to be a force, I think, for the rest of the year. And I wouldn't be shocked to see Damian Harris traded in the next few days, to be honest with you. So Ramondre Stevenson is who I love the most on Curtis's team right now. Yeah, Ramondre has been great. He's RBA, and he's really helped him out with DeAndre Swift being out a good majority yeah. of the year. So, yeah, he his running back room still is kind of kicking, I think, but... It's the receivers that I'm scared of. I'm not sure. I've read negative things about DK playing all week, but now he's just questionable, so I'm not totally sure. No way the questionable is accurate. I mean, I'm just looking uh, at the if I believe, I believe that it's a definitive he's going to miss this week, and it could be a four- to five-week injury from what I've been reading. Hmm. But Pete Carroll is one of those coaches where he doesn't ever give any accurate injury news. And so they're just going to leave him questionable until they're either forced to put him on the IR or until they have to designate him as out. But DK Metcalf, I would say there's a 0% chance that he plays this week. All right. And then with him. Which is good for us as Giants fans and good for Curtis as a Giants fan, but sucks for him for fantasy because DK was really starting to come alive the last few weeks before this, this injury. I mean, I don't know if he necessarily pops off against us. It's like Kenneth Walker that I'm concerned about giants wise but regardless like with him and chase out you got aj brown in one slot i'm looking at his bench it's it's gonna be like zay jones and then like what are you doing in the flex and lazard is probably out too yeah the way no yeah so that's what i'm saying so so i guess maybe make some moves i imagine drop the second defense get somebody in there I, i haven't looked at who's available in the wire but yeah, there's. So who's available on the wire? You have, you have, if Lazard is out, Sammy Watkins is out there. You can maybe make a play for him. You have Paris Campbell, who, like I just said, could <laughs> see. A, I I know it's a meme, but like this is fantasy, right? Like Paris Campbell, the last two weeks, eighteen and th- twenty-three. Did you know that? I did not know that. Eighteen point seven and twenty-three point zero. He had seventeen catches for one hundred and twenty-seven yards and two touchdowns in the last two weeks. I mean, if there's so, an angel watching Kurt, then uh, he's listening to the pod and he knows the you hot know what? Paris he's actually, Campbell pick. He's, he's actually fucked. I'm picking up Paris Campbell as we talk about it right now. Sorry, Kurt. So, yeah, good luck with Sammy Watkins. But uh, Sammy Watkins is out there, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then you also have Isaiah McKenzie, Marvin Jones Jr. Like, there's guys who, like, could catch – you're basically hoping for a touchdown basically out there yeah so i'll give him a slight edge in the running backs and obviously josh allen greater than tua but i think or i don't know steve's receivers like aren't world beaters either no i think this would be a close game because dj moore might have had a good week last week but i have no trust in that carolina ben mcadoo offense so and i know atlanta doesn't have like a world beater defense but their defense isn't that bad you know like they're not going to absolutely get 
dunked on by the Panthers. The Panthers can't score points, really. Panthers don't really like, dunk on anyone besides Yeah, that's the what I mean. So. But then looking like, if you, the other thing that we didn't talk about, though, is, as I'm realizing this now, is DeAndre Swift, if he's back, he is practicing in full right now. So I fully expect him to go. Steve has a huge hole at RB2 because That's I'm not so sure. Saying. Yeah, I'm not so sure that if Jamal Williams doesn't play or doesn't get as many touches, he's going to be viable. And then Kareem Hunt, there's been speculation that he's going to get traded. traded yeah. And if he gets traded, or even if he's on the trade uh, block, you're not gonna he's probably not going to play Monday. And then yeah. you're left with Khalil Herbert against... Dallas defense. I personally would ride with defense. Jamal. He was getting points when DeAndre was there. Granted, this I would is when too. I Detroit would was dropping forty on everybody. I would too, but it just it's like another thing that's limiting the upside here. For yeah, Steve. so I don't know. I don't know who I have here. Do you have a pick, and then I might just fade you. I'm gonna have to take Steve, and the only reason why I'm taking Steve is just because Curtis's wide receiver situation is so bad. And yeah. I there's just not much out there to be excited about. So yeah, I think Steve's you're guys... basically banking on Swift, Allen, and Stevenson just absolutely carrying his team this week. Yeah, if he's gonna win, which could happen, it it definitely could happen. He's got four guys: AJ Brown, Stevenson, Swift, and Allen, who could carry the slack of the other spots. But I just I think the safer pick is Steve. Yeah, I'll, I'll go there as well. I think his receivers, like, their floor is going to be higher than... He might just add bums on the waiver wire that absolutely shit the bed, yeah, so... You know, a Michael Gallup who doesn't catch a single... And, I mean, it's hard to pick a guy when I'm, like, only looking at half of his lineup at the moment as well, so I'm just kind of projecting imaginary moves, so I'll, yeah. I'll go Steve as the sure... And he just missed out on the number one guy in Paris Campbell, so he's kind of screwed. <laughs> All right, let's move over. You want to do Trav Corey? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, start with Corey. He's got Geno Smith at quarterback, so that should fire you up. Yeah, I mean, I know I said it like just randomly in the beginning of the year that I, my whole point with Geno Smith was like, I think he can be good for DK Metcalf. That was like my entire point. And then it turned into Geno Smith as a baller. And then through some absolutely crazy hysterical coincidence geno smith is actually like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now <laughs> yeah that means... he's not doing crazy fantasy point wise the last few weeks like the last two weeks he's had down weeks but i mean if you watch the games like they're they're good like i'm worried about them this week as a giants fan and, and geno smith especially like he's been playing really well and I wouldn't be shocked if this week against the Giants, he puts up a pretty stellar performance. I'd say this Honestly, is our toughest yeah. game of the year so far. You can say Dallas, but we were at home and it was a backup quarterback. So it's like, I know their defense yeah, is good. Yeah, we kind of choked that one away anyways. Yeah, I, I think this is the toughest test so far, potentially. Maybe Ravens, but So yeah. looking at these quarterbacks right now, Lamar Jackson against Tampa Bay, Geno Smith against the Giants. I would want Geno Smith against the Giants. I would much rather. I'd be more comfortable starting. I'm not, him. I'm not going that. High. I I think they're the Seahawks are going to run the ball primarily. Like our pass D has been fine. It's our run D that's sus, and Lamar's going to have the rushing upside. That I think. I'm still definitely leaning Lamar. I don't. I don't think Geno's. 
I, I we'll get back to it. Maybe we'll make that a bet later. But okay, yeah, I, I like Geno Smith at least for fantasy this week. And then Taylor's back for him. He kind of been all right, like debut. But like you were saying with Ellinger, I imagine they just run him into the ground at this point. And then I saw also Ezekiel Elliott is like questionable for Sunday as well. So he might luck into like a massive Tony Pollard game against the Bears who haven't. If Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play, Tony Pollard is going to have a an absolute fucking day yeah. against Chicago's defense. Their running defense is terrible. Like so bad. Yeah. So I think it's trending towards Ezekiel Elliott definitely isn't going to play. So yeah, I, I think it's a good looking at the group. running backs right here. Yeah, he's got some. He's got a good running back, but I'm still not high on Jonathan Taylor. Even if he's getting the ball 30 times, I'm not, like this if week. If he gets I'm, 30 I'm so touches sure. against Washington, he's gonna have a nice day. Like he doesn't suck. He's not he gonna live suck, up to the, the number Colts one pick. Offensive but... line sucks. Like they're a bad offensive line this year, which is crazy because they've, it's been a strong point for them the last few years. But their offensive line is bad. I mean, we took so... Lewinsky from him, who is like our shittiest lineman. But yeah, but yeah, I like the I like the running backs. I mean. I liked it when it was uh, what's his name, uh, Arizona guy. Where the fuck is he? I can't see his IR. Uh, it's killing me. Cancer guy, Pittsburgh. You didn't like him because he always gets hurt, and now he's hurt. Oh, James Conner. Thank yeah, you. Was Thank 100%. you, God. I was, oh, I was like another, the Terminator. <laughs> another thing that I was right about that James Conner wouldn't be healthy all season. Yeah, he played take in your what, three games. Yeah, I, I, I was. He was so far down on my draft board. But anyways, let's keep going with with Corey's team yeah receivers Godwin? are fine Godwin is just I feel like he just scores 12 every week and like it's yeah. not gonna kill you but it's it's not the Chris Godwin of old Olave home run nailed it but yeah Olave is like uh gonna have a huge week this week Corey's just Las been Vegas. having trouble starting the right receivers lately like he benched Juju like he's benched Cooper when he scores 25 like yeah it's kind of it's it's what we said like and he nailed it a couple times and then he missed it a couple times and that's kind of where his win losses kind of go. So I like if I'm looking at his receivers right now, I don't think anybody on his bench I would start over them. I think he's got the right picks in right now and he's got some huge potential for like upside. Yeah. This week. I th- I think Alave is going to have a great game because the Raiders pass defense is terrible. The the Baltimore Ravens' pass defense is terrible. I think Godwin could have a good game, especially because I think Julio's out. And and isn't Mike Evans also nursing an injury? If I'm thinking about that correctly, or am I wrong? I think we would have. The game's going to start in like an hour. I think we would have known if he was out by okay. now. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize that they were. This playing is the tonight. Thursday night. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. But yeah, I, I think Godwin's going to have a good game, and then I think Devonta Smith is going to. It, it really depends who ends up having you know, the targets, Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown, but I still think you're in for, like, a solid 12 to 15-point performance from Devonta, which is great, out of your slot. Yeah, and the weird thing with his team last year was, uh, not last year, last week was Mark Andrews with the point four. He had, like, a rushing attempt. I was like, how does he go from scoring, like, 30 to having four yards? Like, what is that yeah. about? I saw he was actually questionable. I think he's potentially the one to look out for. He was well. I, I don't I know. If got, you I got saw, an alert I had, like twenty I, minutes ago. Yeah, I had Isaiah likely on my bench because I thought Mark Andrews was going to miss, 
So I was going to slot likely into the lineup, but it looks like Mark and if he wasn't healthy, he wouldn't be going because it's a Thursday game, you know? So So if he's playing on a Thursday, yeah. But But you're right. It could end up happening again that Mark Andrews goes out there, aggravates his. And I think that's maybe why he didn't get targeted last week was the knee injury. But, you know, they could put him out there and maybe he plays one series and then he sits the rest of the game, which would fuck you in the uh, tight end spot, you know? Yeah, overall, I like this team kind of not top to yeah, bottom. Yeah, like, I like there's this not team like top huge to bottom. boom, but the running backs I think are good. He's doing some like cute shit that I think will work. I'd say at least this week. But... I think he needs to find like a like more consistent production from his running back spot, though. Yeah, but I mean, Paul, Pollard will be week. fine this week, and yeah. But let's move over to Trav. The new Trav, uh, we got Lamar. We already get, kind of talked about him, and then a nice running back duo now with Kamara and Fournette. I know people kind of think Fournette sucks, but I imagine I don't he understand a... how people think Fournette sucks. He's been he's the RB six right now. No, I I don't know. I I think people are just trolling me as well. And I was... who did you trade for? Who did you trade Fournette for? Tyree Kill, right? Yeah. I think that's a completely fair trade because you were stacked with running backs. No, there wasn't even a ton of blowback. The fact that I, was I wasn't kind of tro- I wasn't even it up in my it. head. Yeah, I was just like, everyone's gonna fucking come at me, like, uh. and then oh, I think yeah. like I Corey like said two things, and I was just like, I'm fucking ready. And then everyone's <laughs> like, No, this was fair. Like, it's fine. And I'll put the gun down. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I this is a great running back duo. Kamara is back now like i know his rankings low but he's been scoring somewhat decently of late yeah and I you want to know why he's been scoring decently lately guess who, guess who their quarterback is it's andy dalton and that dude is gonna fucking actually use his running backs in the passing game if you remember earlier on my whole point was like james winston doesn't, doesn't throw it to his running back so if you have a guy like camara who you're expecting to get those five six catches right a week like it sucks having james back there Andy Dalton fucking sucks, and he can't throw the ball down the field. Kamara's going to get a bunch of targets. So, yeah, I think the running back duo this week, I would definitively lean Travis's way, to be honest with you. Wow, definitively. We'll yeah, see how Fournette I, does tonight. I think Fournette will have a monster game. I think Fournette's going to have a great game, and I think Kamara's going to have a great game. Las Vegas defense is terrible, and I just I, – I don't know. I just – I don't love Jonathan Taylor behind that offensive line right now, to be honest with you. And then the receivers are obviously dicey without Hill. It's Thielen and yeah. Myers. Thielen has turned it up of late. They had a bye last week, but he's been in the teens a fair amount. And Jacoby Myers kind of in the same ballpark, maybe a little better. Like, there's a world where they outscore Corey's guys if he kind of doesn't play the right guys. But, yeah, they're kind of... I can't of see that world, Billy. I'll just any world? Yeah. No, I don't see any way that if that happens, I'd be utterly shocked. Like I just, uh, I think Corey definitively has the wide receiver advantage here for sure. That's fair, and I also just realized if Sauce is locked up on Jacoby Myers, then that could be a rough day for him as well. He'll probably be on Devontae Parker, I'd imagine, right? I I don't like I I obviously watch like a fair amount of like sauce and like just hear a fair amount on just like new york media etc but i i don't really know if he's traveling or kind of just 
in his area of the field but regardless the jets defense is great like and yeah they have a very good very bad offensively and they're coming on a short week but that being said i don't know I personally think that Jacoby Myers is going to have a bad game if Mac Jones starts, but if he Bailey Zappi is out there, I think he'll have they announced at Mac. least a few catches. Yeah, he he's starting right officially. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I I don't love it then for Jacoby Myers to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else you start on his bench. Like, I don't know if Duvernay's the move against Tampa, and then I think he's just out on Allen Robinson. He was trying to throw him in on the deal for a little bit against Sam yeah, I would... as well. I, I think he's starting the best lineup he can. It's just with who's on his team, yeah, but I would say like I would have I already picked up Paris Campbell. I would have rather started Paris Campbell probably over Jacoby Myers this week or Daryl Henderson. I just don't think Daryl Henderson's gonna have a good game against the San Francisco defense, especially because they're getting some guys back this week. Yeah, I mean, I, injured. I I genuinely am a Henderson backer. Like, I thought he looked better than Acres throughout the entire year, and just wanted more touches. And it oh, seems he like definitely he's does. Get them. But yeah, this is a tough. And honestly, the tough reason I made the though. trade is because I don't really want to run a three running back offense when I need to win like five or six of the next seven. So yeah, that was kind of my mindset. So. He's kind of running like a me-esque team circa weeks one through seven. But I think Henderson will be fine. It's just like he's kind of got to win out, and this might be a tough matchup for him is my fear. Yeah, and then I guess if I didn't do them yet, but I would say my boom of the week is probably going to be Chris Olave because I think the Raiders are just going to get fucking absolutely decimated through the air by New Orleans. I don't know if they'll lose the game, but I expect – them to have a pretty good day this one's uh, gonna be in the 30s they're, they're both gonna score 30 you think right yeah like i think this is yeah what's the over on it's gotta be like 51 and a half i would imagine yeah i'll, I'll have my eyes on that one but yeah and then yeah, bust. i didn't mean to cut you off uh my bust would be daryl henderson i just think that san francisco's defense is gonna they were on the road the last two weeks they stayed on or they were no they were home against Chiefs. sorry they just got fucking destroyed by the Chiefs, and then they were on the road against the Falcons with a pretty banged-up defense. I just think that they're going to you know, have a point to prove. And as far as I remember, Mike Shanahan absolutely owns the Rams. Doesn't he, isn't he like 9-1 or 8-1 and one or something against the Rams in his coaching career? There is career? a stat, but I think it is kind of a little wacky. But yeah, the, there is something where he has a, a nice record against them. Yeah, so yeah, I would I would say that my bus is gonna be Daryl Henderson. Alright, and then you're picking Corey? Corey, yeah, I'm gonna take Corey. Yeah, I'm there too. Uh I I want Travis to succeed because he's got some of my guys sort of thing, but I think his running backs are good, it's just this wide receiver room is just Yeah. It's like almost as bad as my wide receiver room, but at least I have like Amon Ra and Gabe Davis, you know, who have like boom potential. Yeah, so we'll see. We can move on. Do you want to do your matchup next while we're talking about it? Yeah, let's go to me next. You versus Husser, fun one. Should be a lot of ats going back and forth on Sunday. Oh, dude. He's just going to hit me with the fly Eagles fly if he ends up winning this matchup. (laughs) It's very possible. You want to start with your team or you want to start with Husser's? 
Let's start with my team and the fact that I have to start fucking Marcus Mariota this Ugh. week. Yeah. I literally, I, I'm, I was between him and Andy Dalton, if it makes it even grosser to you that I have to start one of those two guys. I just... I might have leaned Dalton, honestly. Carolina defense is low-key, low-key decent. You want to know why I am having trouble going with Dalton? It's because... I, mean, I, I, I can think of a litany James, of reasons, but... Yeah, well, but the biggest issue is that he threw three picks last week, and two of them were pick sixes. It was hysterical. It if was... he throws a pick... So here's the thing. If he throws two picks, they're going to move to Jameis. Like, Jameis is, is backing him up this week. It's not like there was no, like, threat for him being benched, and that's my issue is, like, what if Dalton goes out there, he throws a pick, and then he's benched for the entire rest of the game. You yeah, know? that's horrifying. And then I'm sitting in there with like a point four. Whereas at least with Marcus Mariota, I know that because the Falcons have been competitive, they're winning games with him, and he's got the rushing upside. Like <laughs> The rushing I, upside, I was waiting for you to say, I don't think it's that there. It's like, not Marcus Mariota of old rushing upside, but at least he does run the ball a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's... It's just he kind of ran the ball like 10 years ago, and everyone thinks he's mobile. It's like he has 200 <laughs> rushing yards on the year. So it's like you're getting like 30 a week, roughly. So Basically, I'm, I'm hoping that he'll vulture a TD. I don't know about rushing line. upside, but... I just want him to vulture a TD on the, on the goal I mean, line. That, that would be, be dope. That would, I don't know if he has a rushing touchdown, but yeah, that would, that would be great for you. But running backs, they've been great all year, consistent. Mixon just weirdly inefficient, but just has so many touches that it doesn't really matter. Saquon Beast and Seattle Run D very, very bad. So I think... Yeah, I'm expecting huge weeks out of my running backs this week. Cleveland and Seattle's run defense is not that good. And then yeah, we're talking we were just talking about Amon Ron Gabe, who have been battling injuries, but what do you expect from them this week? I think Amon Ra, he's he's not injured. Here's the issue is like he literally is a product of the dumbass tour rules that the nfl and have effect now because he looked like he could have potentially had a concussion on a play he had to sit the entire rest of the game so that's why he was out i don't know if you knew that but that was that's why he was out they wouldn't no, let I him go watching. back into the game i mean I, i'm just saying he was banged up before that but yeah i know yeah but he's practicing in full so the the lions at least from what i've noticed from dan campbell is he's very conservative with bringing people back from injury so I think if he's practicing in full, then what that tells me is that he's going to be a full go for this Sunday. So that's a good that's good news. And then Gabe Davis, it's just scary. Like, when's the last time he's played? Or been no, he played the last time he played was when he he had two huge. Oh, weeks they were the just on bye. Yeah, I'm a moron. Yeah, they were on bye last week, but uh, I lost my fastball skipping the. He uh, the he's two weeks back here. from the ankle. He's back from the ankle injury. He's looking good. Like the his two down weeks were when he was battling the ankle injury. Yeah, that's basically. on me. I, I just kind of blacked out those two weeks for no reason. But, but yeah, I think that the Bills are just gonna absolutely fucking dominate the Packers this week. They're ten and a half point favorites. Wow, that's yeah, that's a high number. That yeah, let me see if that's still the case. But I believe that they opened up as ten and a half point favorites, if I remember correctly. Eleven and a half now. They're eleven and a half point favorites at home. I almost like the Packers in a sneaky upset. Like they've had three dumpers in a in a row. But I don't know. Bill's coming off. I don't. I not not sneaky upset, but 
that might cover be, that 11 might be and my a half. pick to cover the 11 and a half. That's, I feel like that's a little they're too high. Begging you. They're begging you to take the Packers in this game because the Bills are going to want to go out there and just be like, oh, they, like these guys aren't even on our level, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll get to that later. Wandale on yeah. the flex. Wandale on the flex, I like that a lot because Seattle's defense is really bad. I think we're and just going to run, been getting, Yeah, but he's been getting targets, so like, who else... You know, like, who else is going to catch just, the ball? It's just Giants? him and Slayton and then the tight ends, which we kind of yeah. know. But... And Bellinger's out because of the eye surgery. Fuck. So, Bellinger's so out for, like, four weeks. That. Yeah, I know. Tony's not coming back. Galladay's not even practicing. So, the biggest thing with me with Wandell is it's, like, not only is he, like, the only real guy there that has, like, actual ability, but they are scheming plays specifically for him, you know? So yeah, like they're clearly I, I agree. he has his manufactured touches, but it it's just hard. Like I've died by the the Giants receiver like for many years. It's just yeah. like when it's a bad passing offense, it's it doesn't not bad. Like I don't think we're inefficient. It's just we don't go for it and we don't create like huge plays really. So but I, mean, I don't who know. Would you I, even play on my bench that's, over him? That's what I was issue. just looking at. I I don't have a great answer for that. I, Damian Harris, I think, is he's still nursing the hamstring injury, and I don't I think, think Antonio Gibson's the only answer. But that's I, who I would play. But I'm worried that, like, hey, if he only gets eight touches because Ron Rivera's a moron and thinks that Brian Robinson's better than Antonio Gibson, like, I'm kind of screwed. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't hate in a coin flip just going with the guy on your team, like. And I would love to go with Garrett Wilson, but Zach Wilson just doesn't throw the ball like they're he hasn't had hiding to. him they're not going to hide him now without Brees hall and uh vera tucker out but they're gonna have to throw the ball they're gonna have to like... they're gonna have to i assume if 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 um cory davis is out then i'd probably put garrett wilson in over wando is what i'm thinking yeah, so, I mean, you have some options. I think they're all kind of in, like, the 10 to 15 point range, I imagine. So, I, I don't know if anyone's going to kill you if you fuck it up is kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, I think I have a pretty safe floor this week. I just really need... I really need my tight end to not give me a dud, which is... Greg Dulce has been pretty good for Denver in his two weeks back That's from injury. Sick flow. Yeah, and so he's clearly being used there. Maybe if they're trading Judy, you know, if if he's on the block, then maybe he's not active in the game, you know. Uh, Eagles defense is going to shit all over Kenny Pickett, too. So I'm expecting Eagles defense to have a really big week. For yeah, we week. never break down the defense and kicker. Well, kicker, I think you can skip. But yeah, yeah but Eagles defense is a nice, this is a juicy matchup. Yeah. But let's but then over going to over to Husser, yeah. yeah. Joe Burrow coming off his best fully game. Back. Seems like he's fully back, but no chase, I think, does hurt him. But I, I don't know. I think Cleveland... it hurts his upside a little bit, but he's still got T. Higgins and yeah, Tyler Boyd. Their, their so... room is still super stacked. Like they've T. Higgins on any into... other team as a number one wide receiver, you know? Yeah, I mean, these are first or he might have been a second rounder, an early second. I think, I think he was a second or a third. I think he might have been the second when they got joe burrow because every the whole thing was the packers took uh jordan love over t higgins who was just like a first round receiver that just kept falling 
so yeah, i believe play. that is what happened but regardless like they they have i think boyd is a beast as well he's been having a couple nice games i i think burrow will have a very nice day i think that's a clear advantage over mariota you're you're right about t higgins by the yeah. way he was the 33rd Clemson, pick yeah. in the draft as burrow yep mm-hmm. Then Dalvin Cook, ETN. ETN looked great against us. We can't really stop the run. Denver's run the He also has better. no competition. He has no competition yeah. for touches. James the Robinson only issue young. is that Denver's defense, even though Denver sucks as a team right now. Their defense is still their sick. Their defense is still sick. Yeah, 100%. they're really good. 100%. So I think he has a limited upside this week. But the issue is that Denver's so bad on offense that, like, they are not going to have to abandon the run at any point in the game, you know, mm-hmm. and ETN is athletic enough to catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. I saw, so I think the, I know we've kind of sucked off your running backs all year, but I, I think this is pretty comparable matchup wise, at least like Arizona. Not I think great. Arizona has a better rushing defense than you're giving them credit for, to be honest with you. I might not be. I, I don't really know guys there. I, I know like, the linebacker Simmons, I don't know, like their interior D. It's like JJ Watt, and then I forget who their other running, who their other like pass rushers are. Do they still have Chandler Jones, or is he not there anymore? He's gone. He's like a D end. I yeah. think he's gone. Yeah, then it's not like I have some like crazy advantage though yeah. at the running back spot. I, I think he's holding serve is kind of where I'll leave yeah. that. And then Lance, I would say the same about the wide receivers, too, when you look at these two. Yeah, Lockett could have a nice day against us. We kind of struggle with the, like, shiftier, like, slot guys on, like, the quick routes. And then Lamb against Chicago, that could be a big day for him. Like, this could be Dax, let's get back on schedule sort of week. I don't I don't think Lamb's going to have a big day against you Chicago. Hate because Lamb. They're... You hate him so much. He hasn't had a good week the last, like, three or four weeks. He's had fucking, uh, what's the ginger? The ginger He played better. Cooper he played Rush. better with Cooper Rush, though, than with yeah, Dak. Yeah, Dak was just shitty last week. I, I don't think, I think that's kind of an anomaly. I imagine he kind of gets like, back he went in the swing off, of things. C.D. Lamb went off against bad, like, against the Giants and the Washington Commanders pass defense, but the Bears have a good pass defense, dude. Like they that one rookie, what what's his name? The rookie that they have who You're he's played every single safety, Brisker. Yeah, he's like he's having like an absolutely crazy awesome. good year. And right now the Bears pass defense I think is but like I mean one a of the safety top isn't gonna lock down C D Lamb. Like I don't think that has much bearing on it. Here, let me see what the Bears' pass defense is, though, because I'm pretty sure they have a pretty good pass defense. All right, while you pull it up, he's got Michael Carter in the flex. I don't know if I love that. Maybe this week. I imagine James Robinson will have a majority moving forward, but this week I I imagine it's more Michael Carter and Zach Wilson checkdowns, and he's a good pass catching back. And then I, 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 I read something that I, they're going to ride the hot hand was the quote. So I don't really. I think know they're going to use James Robinson. I, I, but I think, think, like you said, it's going to be like a fifty-fifty between him and Carter. Yeah. So I don't know if I. I'm looking at his other flex options. I might lean like Ayuk potentially over him. If yeah, that that's kind of where I would go. Mike I don't Williams know. is out for like four weeks, so he kind of is fucked there. Without having Mike Williams, otherwise Mike Williams would be in this line. Yeah. Oh, well, he's on a bye. No, hundred percent. 
He, and AJ Dillon, I I wouldn't trust AJ Dillon. No, so it's either Ayuk or Carter. I, I'm an Ayuk dude, so that's where I'd go. But I I get the Michael Carter start. And then I was gonna say the Bears defense is the sixth best passing defense in the league. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. They've allowed five passing touchdowns on the year. So which is good for second in the league. Yeah, but their their rushing defense is so bad. It's probably more of a function of how bad their run defense is than their pass defense yeah. being like some next level good. Yeah, so I, I don't know where I'm leaning here, really. Are you picking yourself, or are you scared? Like, what's your kind of mindset going into this? Uh, I'm really scared of Tyler Lockett having like a fucking forty point game, but if Kenneth Walker goes off, then it it kind of limits what Tyler Lockett is able to do, but. You got booms I will and say, busts, actually, before we do picks? Uh, yeah, I would say my bust pick is CD Lamb, because fuck him, and I fucking hate CD Lamb, so I'm going to pick him as my bust for Husser pretty much every single week for Husser. Um, and then my boom, I'm probably going to go... I think I'm going to go Joe Mixing against Cleveland. I just think he's going to have a pretty good week this week, and I think that the Bengals are going to bring it to Cleveland, to be honest with you. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll pick Hosser just to kind of be a little bit of a contrarian. I I think he lines up decently well, and yeah, that that's just kind of where I'm leaning. I like Lockett and Lamb. If I had Herbert, I would feel more confident. Yeah, the quarterback. Week. I think you're going to be giving up like ten points there. Yeah. I I think this is a close game, and then it could come down to Carter versus Wandale, but. And then can we talk about, before we go on to the next matchup, can we talk about how Husser's rostering two kickers right now? Yeah, he is just, you, you can't, I, I don't I don't even have words for him, honestly. It's just, he's just got to wake up, you know? <laughs> and I do like my defense over Tampa Bay. This I do like Eagles way more than I like Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, we'll see tonight. Yeah. Thankfully, we're taping a little early, so we don't have a uh, Yeah, we can actually bias watch the with the... Uh, the thursday night game going on mm-hmm. but let's move on to proc troy who do you want to start with who are we on proc troy yeah uh i i wish i could say i i kind of want to start with troy's team okay just because it's turning into a dumpster fire slowly go for it uh dak prescott i don't know what to make of him this year. I really thought coming into this year that he was a really good quarterback. He's really only played better. like a game and a half combined, so I don't know if... Yeah, he just hasn't there. looked great in either of the games, you know? Like, he didn't look good week one against Tampa Bay. In fact, he looked terrible week yeah. one against Tampa Bay. Against Detroit, which you think, like, one of the worst... Def- literally one of the worst defenses in the league, right? And the Cowboys struggled in that game, so... This week against Chicago, like, I'm just not so sure he's going to have, like, a big week again, which then you're looking at, you have this guy that you're starting every week, a quarterback, and you don't really have a better option. So he's at least lucky, right, that he's going against Goff, but, I, I like, Goff has a way higher upside than, I think, Dak this week. Goff's been really bad lately, so 
we'll see. But he's there. got that ceiling that we've seen. You know, we haven't seen that from Dak yet this year, and I'm not yeah, so sure he's going to do it against past. Chicago. And I, I know we're we're on the Chicago no fly zone defense, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at his lineup. I kind of, besides Algier, I kind of I like the receivers like. Boyd and the flex without Chase will be huge. Like Boyd's been huge regardless. I I think that's good. Waddle's been great, and then Cooks is just Cooks. It Algier is obviously the glaring issue. I would you start James Robinson over him? Is kind of where I'd lead this. I would definitely start James Robinson over Algier, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm leaning that way too. Even though I kind of said. I don't know if he'll get involved, but Algier is just kind of meh. And then I like Carolina's Rundy as well. So yeah, I don't know. He might he might tinker with it, but I get the jitters of not starting James Robinson immediately on a new team. I would feel comfortable starting him right away because clearly, if they traded for him, they had some conviction about him, and they pulled the trigger quick on it's getting just him. Like the so. the four days to learn a playbook, like he's just not going to be ready for every package that they throw out. Yeah, so but he, like snap he count. Yeah, I, guess, I can continue arguing with you, but I guess my point would be you don't need to know a playbook to take a goal line touch. Fair. So if there's a goal line carry, I think out of all the running backs that the Jets have right now between Michael Carter, Ty Johnson and him, that he's going to no, get that right. goal line carry. You're so right. I would say he has a much, he has a higher likelihood of scoring a touchdown than Tyler Algier this week. No, that, that's totally valid. So yeah, you, you've convinced me honestly. So we'll see Derek Henry's going to have an absolute fucking smash week too. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's definitely my boom of the week in this matchup. That's Derek what I'm Henry's saying. I'm gonna... looking at it. I know Troy's been kind of shitty for like. He's five been battling. Weeks, but, yeah, uh, I think he's putting out a decent lineup this week at least. He fucked himself he... not playing Boyd last week. I think he would have won. But he's kind of back like. Over the last few days, like it went from being like pretty dire straits for him yeah. to now Boyd is a very good play because Jamar Chase is out. And now James right? Robinson's back. And now James Robinson yeah. is now the he's gonna be the number one running back there in for the Jets. And they're hiding Zach Wilson as much as they possibly can, so you gotta think he's gonna get some touches. Yeah, and I mean he hasn't been scoring, but he got four wins, so he only really needs to squeak out like three or four more to get in the playoffs. So he, I don't, I don't think he's in a horrible position, honestly, to maybe not make like a deep run, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not counting him out, despite kind of. Well, he's got, two, he's month. got another guy on his roster too who could end up being in a way better situation. If you want to talk about him, is Brandon Cooks, who's been like. You called it pretty early that Davis Mills just isn't that good, and it's been clearly shown the last few weeks. And so it's really hurting Brandon Cooks' upside, but I don't think Cooks is cooked, you know? Like, I think he's a fine receiver, so he's somebody who this week, I think there's a lot of talks about him. I'd be shocked, honestly, if he's still on the Texans by next week. There's kind of no reason for them to hold on to him. Like, you're going nowhere this year, but... Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know his contract situation. I'm like I'm not a Texans fan, so I think he's I think he's still on the same contract he signed from when he was on the Rams, the Rams. if I remember correctly, and he's just been getting tossed around the league. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like he they he's got like some crazy contract. Oh he okay, no, he's actually on a new contract with oh wow. Two years thirty ninth 
$5.7 million is his contract right now, Billy. I mean, it's not terrible. Like, it's 20 a year, but he his does cap produce. Hit next it's year. just it doesn't matter because he's on the Texans and has a dog shit quarterback. Yeah, so his cap hit this year is only $9 million. So that's why he's a trade target. But his, oh, his cap cut. hit the next two years is $26 million and $24 yeah, million. Nobody wants that. Nobody's going to want that. So I would think that the Texans would have to eat some of that contract, I'd imagine. But, yeah, let, let's move over to Proc, and then I'll kind of decide who I'm leaning. Well, but... I do. I want to talk about uh, Tyler Boyd, too, who's, like, always been it. a really good receiver. That's and... my guy. He went the fuck off last week. He's well, a beast. The entire Bengals went off last week, but if he's in there and Jamar Chase is out, like I, him and Higgins are gonna have huge weeks. I think, mm-hmm. kind of this this upcoming week. So, especially against Cleveland, who's had a pretty shitty defense pretty much all year. So, yeah, I like Tyler Boyd a lot in the flex play. Like I know Troy is in dire straits. I said that to start off the talk, but. Like it's better he's than really locking it. He, yeah, he's locking into like a way better lineup because of the trade deadline and injuries <laughs> that are indirectly positive for him. No doubt. But let's swing over to Proc. We talked about Goff against Miami, kind of in the quarterback matchup. I, I'm not expecting a ton from him, honestly. He's been pretty bad, and I I don't know if Detroit's just broken, but. Running backs, Josh Jacobs emergence, like insane, like three thirty point weeks in a row, I believe. Yeah. So that's interesting. Najee somewhat has no, he's still been very bad. No, he's bad, dude. He's yeah, I've been, I looked at this it. This is one of the other things <laughs> I, needed I was to very, look at it. <laughs> I was very I think he right scored a touchdown Najee. and I was like, Oh, he's back and then I'm like, No, he is not Yeah. <laughs> I was very right about Najee, but then on the other pendulum, I was very wrong about Josh Jacobs. Yeah, 100%. Everybody, I think, was, though, to be fair. Like, he looked bad the first two weeks. He was at least getting carries, but then he just, like, absolutely... He's been going the fuck off the last four weeks, you know? Yeah. So, Najee, I'm still very out on. I think he sucks. I think the... It's not only that I think the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive line sucks and their play calling sucks, but I think Najee Harris isn't that good. Like, the reason why he was so good last year was fan- for fantasy is just because he was getting so many targets from Big Ben and getting so many touches, but he wasn't efficient. Like, he wasn't an efficient player. And, like, this year you can see he's struggling and this offense just sucks. Like, I'm completely down on him for the remainder of the year. I love the receivers, though. Diggs against Green Bay, and then we were talking about Boyd getting the bump, but T. Higgins will get equally a bump as the wide receiver, too, here. I think that's a scary duo. That that could be 50 points with those two alone, I imagine. Yeah, I, I think that... Ooh, this is a great... He, he has T. Higgins, and then Troy has Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Do you feel any conviction about either side of this matchup? T. Higgins, right? You got to like more than Tyler Boyd, yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, I guess just based on on paper, but Boyd's like a third down. Like He, he might have more catches, but I, I don't see Boyd, like off the top of my head, I don't. I, I feel like he doesn't get red zone targets. It's like he'll take a slant and run with it, but Higgins gets the, the fades in the corner and toe taps I would take. In. I would take Boyd over... Higgins okay. this week 
I mean, I, I don't think that's impossible, but yeah, it gun to my head, I would take T, but yeah, I, I could see it going either way. I, th- yeah. I think well, the, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, and then Cortland Sutton in the flex, like, I don't really love that potentially, but I don't really know what else he would do unless he goes with your Alec Pierce uh, Indy 2 and 3 theory. But yeah, I, I I is Russell Wilson playing? Like, what's going on there? Well, he was doing high knees on the plane, getting yeah. ready, and Did he's fighting. Real... He's fighting through a basically fully torn hamstring. The PR, I got to try to talk about this for a second. The PR for Russell Wilson this season is has made. It's like it has the opposite effect. It makes me like him less every time his team puts out a new story about him. Yeah. Like, nobody fucking cares. Like, I was just on a plane back, a red-eye back from Vegas. If somebody was doing fucking high knees in the middle of the walkway while I was trying to sleep at 3 a.m., like, dude, fucking sit down. Like, you're you're a moron. Please. I was going to say real quick, did you see PFT's, like, TikTok where it's pretending that he's sleeping? Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw that. Russell Wilson just <laughs> screaming. And he's just like, shut the fuck up. I was dying. But, yeah. I think I don't I don't know like I, I don't love Sutton like I think Boyd is a significant whooping on him across the line here. Do you kind of feel the same or? Uh, I I think that so Troy's team it's weird that Troy's team is actually projected less right now. I guess he's just got higher upside because of the but. I kind of am leaning Troy in this matchup. I'm leaning matchup. Troy too. I I love Prox's receivers, but they kind of have the same thing at running back. I like Boyd. So here's if Troy loses, it's going to be because Jalen Waddle has a down game, um, and Brandon Cooks is just useless against Tennessee. So no, they're going to have to do their part against Diggs and Higgins. Like I don't expect him to win there, but I think he can kind of win everywhere else and. I think he can win a tight end. He can win at wide receiver. You know what, though? No. I'm going to... Najee Harris or Tyler Algier or James Robinson, I guess. Like, who do you think scores more? Najee Harris or Algier slash Robinson? Robinson. I think Robinson scores more, right? You sold me on the goal line thing. Like, I just pictured it. I I can hear the fireworks from my apartment now when when he beats the red zone. I'm gonna take Troy here. I I, re, I know he's projected less than Proc. No, and this is this is a fun upset pick. And I, I just think I Derrick Henry to is gonna chaos, have like the team with like no points that just gets in and everyone bitches about. Like that that's kind of the narrative I'm seeing. This is the 35 carries for 40 points from Derrick Henry week. Is why I'm like kind of confident in Troy. We'll see, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Troy in this in this matchup. I'm with you. Any any boomer bust before we move on? Uh yeah, my boom is Derrick Henry and my bust is Najee Harris. Okay. <laughs> Najee Harris being my bust has worked literally every time I've yeah. picked him. So <laughs> just keep going back to that play. <laughs> yeah, just keep going back to the well. They, they can't stop it. Just keep running it. But yeah, let's move to Rasp and Muller. Who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Rasp and let's do a little bit of roster baiting for him because you know he's going to be the first person to he listen is, to He's this. our first listener, so always appreciate that. Yeah, I, I 
Jalen Hurts is going to absolutely fucking smack around the Pittsburgh defense this yeah. week, right? Do you disagree? I, I think he's going to go off. No disagreement here. Yeah, it's just Jalen Hurts, first of all, he's looking – he's pretty much playing, you would say, like at an MVP level, right, this year? Unfortunately. Uh, is that too outlandish to say? Yeah. I don't think he's the favorite. I think Josh Allen is the clear favorite so far, but Jalen Hurts isn't too far behind. I mean, and if they're like 15-2, and two, they'll give it to him. The issue still is, though, for this, this Eagles team is they don't score in the second half. So that's like would be my only concern. I did say that from the jump, too. Yeah, that would be my only concern moving forward for the team. But in terms of Jalen Hurts as a fantasy asset, he still got it done against Dallas. Like, he didn't have a crazy good week, but they kind of were in control of that game the entire time. So it's not like he needed to have a crazy week. And I just think this week, Pittsburgh's defense is just so bad without TJ Watt for whatever reason that I just think that he's going to have a, another huge week this week. No, I'm with you. And then Damian Pierce against Tennessee. I think Damian Pierce has been awesome. I think that's perfectly fine. Singletary against Green Bay, maybe I don't love a ton, but like the floor just, is there. He doesn't really have like well, we've we've he, talked so much about Singletary, but yeah, it's just like Is he, James Conner playing this week? Because if James Conner isn't playing, then I, I think that you're probably looking at Eno Benjamin being in the lineup. I'm surprised Eno's not back, honestly. I think it must be that, for whatever reason, that um, James Conner is back, or they have Daryl Williams. I think who starts Eno over is Eno. so good. I, I'm I'm shocked he's not in the Eno lineup. Eno is better here. for that team because he's just he's just a little bit more like athletic and shifty. I would say than kind of Daryl Williams or James Conner. But but it's like if Eno, Eno, is a Eno has a bad goal, game, like he'll get you the ten that Singletary kind of gets stuck on every week. Yeah, we'll no. see. The the Green Bay rush defense isn't that bad either. So I don't know. I, I, and Brian Robinson is like also another option. I wouldn't be excited about. It looks like Rass is just dealing with some injuries it's just in bye week weeks. this it's, week. It's yeah. Keenan. It's Kelsey. It's, well, it's he also it's unfortunately two, chose but... Hubbard instead of Hubbard's, good. Hubbard's good too. He had a nice week last week as well. I. I don't know. I might do some tinkering here if I were him. I would probably start Hubbard over Brian Robinson. Here's the thing with and Hubbard. And then if, if oh, he knows a go, I would start him for sure over uh, Devin Singletary. Yeah, I mean, his receivers are rough without um, Keenan in. And then, yeah, it's weird. He, he kind of went no... RB, but yeah, it was the Kelsey was the high pick as well, but and then Cooper and Keenan Allen. But yeah, Keenan Allen hurt. It's just been weird seeing Curtis Samuel like elevated to the wide receiver two here. I I don't know. I I think he still is the top dog at the moment. I don't think this is the best week looking at it top to bottom, especially with no Kelsey, no Keenan Allen as we kind of talked about. And then I don't I'd have to think about what I would do with RB2 and the flex a little bit more, but it's not anyone that's, like, scaring me at the moment, really. Well, he's also fortunate that he has a pretty good matchup, to be honest with you, too. Like, he doesn't Which have one? to... Are you talking about Who Mahler? he's playing, basically, playing Mauler this week. Like, he doesn't really have to 
have some like huge week to win. Yeah. Like I think what he has in there right now, he could probably win with. But yeah, Curtis Samuel, he looked like the waiver wire pickup of the year, like the first three weeks, but he's kind of cooled down the last four weeks. I think it's just because Wentz isn't in there dealing it last week, and then Wentz also sucked dick for like two weeks there, and then hurt his finger. So maybe Curtis Samuel gets hot with Heineke throwing the ball. I would lean no. And then Gesicki, I'm not excited about him in any way, shape, or form. It's, I, a, it's fine. It's just not his usual. For whatever reason, advantage he has at tight end, you know. For whatever reason, also Mike Gesicki is someone who I would love to see traded because he's a trade target, 100. percent Yeah, the Dolphins just don't like. I think this guy could be like a receiving tight end who's just out there. Like he he doesn't have a good blocking caliber, but like no. he could be used a lot more in the passing game. Because when he is featured, he has huge weeks. And then, I said it earlier, Brian Robinson isn't better than Antonio Gibson. And it's just, he's literally getting 20 touches because Ron Rivera is a complete moron. And I'm so glad every day that he's not the Giants head coach like we thought he was going to be. Because he is just... Washington's won the last few weeks, but I just, I hate... uh, He's just such a boneheaded coach, like... Why are you giving a guy 22 touches who's clearly not better than the guy behind him? It just doesn't make sense to me. We'll see. I, I haven't seen enough of Robinson to definitively say he's worse, but... Dude, he's averaging like three yards a t- like a touch, which yeah. is like terrible, dude. It's, he's just... I don't, I, I don't necessarily know if Robinson's bad or if it's just because the Washington offensive line is worse this year, but... I just I I don't love it, but I'm also biased because I do have Antonio Gibson. To be fair, let's swing to Mueller and then I can kind of decide where I'm leaning. But I I think this is a beatable Rasp team this week. But let, let's see what Mueller's got. He's got Brady going tonight, McCaffrey and San Fran. Like, what do we expect there? Obviously, like the first week, kind of getting integrated. Do you think he's full Christian McCaffrey, or do you think that's kind of going to be where he's going to be at? I think the fact that he was already involved week one, he got, first of all, the Chiefs absolutely smacked them around. So I'm not going to put too much into what I considered a really down week for the 49ers, but they traded for him. They gave up a lot for him. He's going to have like enough touches to be viable. He got 10 touches week one. I can't imagine he goes this game week two after learning some more plays that, one, they're going to have plays designed for McCaffrey, right? You have to imagine. And two, he's going to know the playbook a little bit better and the guys in front of him a little bit better. So this is the week where I see him getting like 20 touches. So I think he's a fine play this week, McCaffrey. I'm not oh, no, he's definitely fine. about him at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he can kind of match Damian Pierce across the way. So do then... I. Yeah, I think he'll have enough receiving upside to get there. Gus Edwards doesn't really move the needle for me at all at – rb2 he also just he so i would be fine with gus edwards and i'm kind of pissed that i dropped him for fucking i I dropped him early on because my guys got injured and i had to put them on the ir spot but i do like gus edwards i don't like him in this matchup against tampa bay yeah but i do like gus edwards moving forward but yeah i I would say he he's lucky at least that rafts doesn't have a really good RB2 that's option. A, that's insane. Like, I think the running backs are kind of wash. I think Edwards has a higher chance of scoring a touchdown than any 
of the RB2s on Rath's team. Unless Eno plays and James Conner is... I, I'm, let me say that. As yeah, long as no. Eno isn't playing and having all the touches. I think he matches up against Singletary. Is the I think he matches up against Singletary and Brian Robinson Jr. and Hubbard, basically. So uh, he's th- he's not at a huge disadvantage there. And then Mike Evans going tonight. He could have a good game, but it's going to take a lot to kind of keep pace with Cup, who's obviously just incredible. Yeah. Mike Evans and Tampa Bay also got fucking smacked around. This last weekend, I think he's going to get enough touches this week to be good. But is he going to have 15 catches for 100 yards like you know Cooper Cup is going to have? You know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's not at a huge disadvantage there, but it's a significant drop off. Uh, McLaurin, kind of similar ish production to Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel has actually outscored him on the year, which is interesting. Yeah, but he, you want to know what though? Heineke, Heineke targets likes him. Yeah, I know that and, from last year. And when he's not spreading the ball around like how Wentz was in the beginning of the year, so I do like McLaurin a lot more with Heineke. It's just a matter of, I don't know. He he doesn't have like crazy upside to me this week, but I like him more than Curtis Samuel. Like, he, they're both playing Washington wide receivers. I would say McLaurin outscores Samuel. Yeah, I, I don't think that's I'd too feel much comfortable of a reach. saying that. And yeah. then Judy in the flex. Let's see what other flex options he has. Wow, he picked up Odell, and he's just going to chill with him, I guess, for his championship run here. But would you go Drake London it, over him? I, I guess the only other option is the Zeke is still pending, obviously, and I imagine he just gets slotted in over Gus Edwards. But would you do Drake London over Judy, or where are you leaning there? It sucks for him that Pacheco is on a buy because I would have said Pacheco, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Pacheco didn't have the big week last week that they kind of promised either. He had like no, carries. I would, I would, st- I think he's fine playing Judy here. I, I would play Judy. I just, uh, it's hard to look at Drake London's last few weeks because he had such a a hot start. I just don't think that Mariota is capable enough to fully support like an actual wide receiver one because what they're doing down there in Atlanta to win games is like they're just like scheming themselves into wins and like playing like situational football. I don't know how else to describe it. Like they're just winning dirty, uh, just in a dirtier way than the Giants are. So yeah, I, I would much rather play Judy against Jacksonville's pass defense, which is pretty dog shit to say the least all right and then boom or bust and then we'll do pick i would say my boom this week is probably going to be jalen hurts i I talked about it earlier on i think he's gonna have a huge week and then my bust is probably gonna be brian robinson i know it's they're both on ras team which is funny to think about but yeah brian robinson i just don't think he's gonna have a huge week like i would i'd be shocked if he scored more than 12 points this week all right and then who you got uh i'm gonna lean rass i just think he's got too much upside to not uh but i will touch upon one thing is Fryermuth has been very good for yeah he's uh, he's who beat me really he's been very consistent this year yeah he got a lot of garbage time at the end like i was kind of banking on like the two points he was sitting on for most of the game but yeah i mean he's a good tight end and 
Pickett seems to like him. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'll go Muller in an upset. Honestly, I, I think Brass still good long term with Keenan and Kels back coming uh, off the bye. But yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the hot hand. I'll, I'll take Muller in, wow. in the upset. All right, so then that leads us to our last matchup, right? Yeah, meanwhile's. Yeah, which, funny, funnily enough, Wells called. Wells texted me, calling me an asshole for picking up Dalton, so I dropped. I dropped uh, Paris Campbell to pick up Dalton to fuck with him because I dropped him in the middle of the matchup, and now he's like, I don't want Dalton. <laughs> yeah, what is he gonna do? We'll start with him. It, I guess he's, he's gonna, gonna go Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and Rodgers is gonna have one of the worst weeks of his life this week against Buffalo. Let's start with that. Yeah, Rodgers is gonna put up like five points against this Buffalo defense. They've been fucking destroying people all year. I don't see that changing. You don't think the Packers all. ever figured out? You think they're permanently dead? Uh, I just don't think that. Well, one, Lazard's gonna be out. They're not going to really have great wide receiving options. Two, their offensive line isn't playing that great this year. Three, the pass rush for the Bills is just so good. And Von Miller is having such a great year that, yeah, I just think... I... No, I I just don't think the Packers are going to have a good game. I don't care that it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers has been so out on his own team all year. Like... Aaron Rodgers should not have lost to the Commanders last week, and Taylor Heineke and he did. Like he would never lose that game in the past. So, I just think he's too out this year, and he just doesn't care enough. So yeah, I think they're going to get smacked by the Bills, and I think he's going to have a terrible game. And then we'll do his running backs: Montgomery, Mostert, been producing lately. Nothing like world beating, but pretty serviceable. Montgomery. I don't like him against Dallas defense, though. Yeah. If anything, I'd probably, like, I would like Khalil Herbert more just because I think he's a better I mean, athlete. He's not on his team, though. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. General. I'm just talking about in terms of this matchup against Dallas. Yeah, I don't like Montgomery. He has no other running backs to play unless. He doesn't or... have any other options. He's got yeah. Sanders in the flex, so he's doing the three running backs, but. I don't know he if there's a receiver to. that's screaming. Like, I don't know if you're throwing Robert Woods in. I, I think this is his best lineup. No, he's probably going to put in Paris Campbell now. Did you drop him or no? Yeah, drop Paris Campbell for Andy Dalton to fuck with him. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Okay, my <laughs> bad. I, I was kind of misunderstanding the story. No, <laughs> no, you're and just fine, nodding you're along, but... Okay. Mostert, I like. He He's getting a lot of traction, so I think Mostert is a, is a solid play mm-hmm. this week, honestly, against Detroit's defense, who's bad, but... I still think there's a huge gap between your running backs and his, if I'm being honest. And then his receivers, Devontae's battling a flu apparently, but I imagine he goes. And then Debo, I also got a notification that he's a little banged up. So they're and obviously Debo still has dope. not been the same player as yeah. last year. Yeah, agreed, which is kind of shocking. We kind of thought like the 12 point weeks were an anomaly, and then that has seemingly been the norm of late, which is kind yeah. of weird. Do you think McCaffrey well, kind of hurts him with like the design? Like I think that McCaffrey plays, definitely. Or? Yeah, I think McCaffrey definitely hurts him just because, like you said, like Debo's not going to be in the backfield getting those touches anymore because then the the touches are more valuable out of the backfield to Christian McCaffrey, right? Because it's a mismatch 
Whereas, like, if Debo's going there in the backfield, you kind of know what they're doing. So with McCaffrey, it's like they could be, you know, running the ball down your throat. They could be fucking throwing a screen, getting him underneath. And then, <sighs> yeah, I think it hurts Debo because he's not going to get as many running back touches. But it could be good for him just that there's another option to cover, you know? Yeah. I'd like to see how it plays out over the next few weeks, to be honest with you. Yeah, and just for clarification, I wasn't saying like it's hurt him this year. I just kind of meant moving forward. Like I obviously know he's been there for one yeah. week, but Sanders in the flex, I think that could be a big week against Pittsburgh. We kind of have talked a lot. Yeah, about I like Miles Pitts, Sanders a lot. Yeah, Pittsburgh. it really just depends on who gets the touchdowns between him or Which Hertz, is always but... the the thing with Miles, but I, at least they're featuring him now, and he's. Very at least they finally realized that he's fucking good yeah. yeah like it took him long enough to realize that but yeah i do like miles sanders as a flex play in fact i would if he had a better option in the flex like i would probably play miles sanders over montgomery and then try and figure out somebody else for montgomery to be honest with yeah you. i'm curious if he drops the second defense and tries to find someone a paris campbell if you may but and then just I would like Wells' team a lot better this week if he had Mahomes and if he had Scantling in there as his flex, I think, just because I think they're going to have a pretty good year this year moving forward. Well, now but Tony's yes. going to eat up all the targets from Scantling. Fuck, Fuck Tony, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, let's tuned. go over... Stay tuned. I know I if, we, if we finish your matchup, you might be tuning out, but the, the Tony roast is coming. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about Wells' team besides it's like he's battling buys yeah. this week, so it's not like he's really at full strength playing you. Yeah, and we'll go over to me, and uh, I'm loaded. I'm ready to make a run. <laughs> I love my <laughs> team. I, I've liked it all year, honestly. If I could make no changes, I would Well, know. you were just waiting for Hopkins to come back, basically. I was waiting for it, like... I lost some tough games, and then now I, I think I'm full steam ahead. I got to figure out Pitts, Hurst, sort of thing. But other, than I that, have that exact same tight end lineup, Billy, in South Jersey League, and I've been playing Hurst over Pitts. In fact, I'm very close to dropping Pitts. To be honest, with I'm you. not dropping him, and I, I'll probably go Hurst. You I, don't I need haven't to. updated it yet, but yeah. yeah, you don't need to drop him, but. I, I would say I would play Hurst over him, and the only and I'm I am playing Hurst over him in another league. But yeah, I I think I'm ready to rock. Kyler has been kind of meh, but he's still the sixth ranked quarterback. Like he's kind of been consistently in that eighteen to twenty range. Pretty you also often. have a lot of value now with him having Hopkins back. That helps him and tremendously. I think. Yeah. Yeah, once once they're catching touchdowns, I'm gonna be dropping some one fifties. Chubb has been awesome. If Kareem Hunt gets the fuck out of town, it's only gonna get better. Kenny is a beast. The Giants can't stop the run. I think he'll be really awesome. I I, I literally have held on to him the entire year just waiting for Penny. I tried to trading her. for Kenneth Walker in the South Jersey League with Husser, but he was too busy fucking chewing on his pillow to answer me. <laughs> And I tried trading for him before he blew up, and now I'm fucked, basically. Nah, he's a beast. He was he was my favorite running back coming out of the draft. Very high. I absolutely yeah, and I will attest to that for everybody listening that him and Tomo talked about him all the time. So yeah, he's he's not blowing smoke up his own ass when he says that. That'd be difficult for me to do. Not too flexible, <laughs> but yeah, 
I, I think my running backs are dope. I think I have the advantage there. I think I have the advantage at quarterback. And then, yeah, I think my receivers are fucking dope. I don't know if Hopkins is going to be fully Hopkins, but he had 20 points last week, so it's like... I'm not as high on Hopkins as you are, as you know, because I did trade him away in Dynasty. And he wasn't amazing last year when he did play, to be honest with you. He just needs um, to be a flex at this point, though. I, I just kind of put... I think Justin Jefferson over Devontae Adams is clear. I think you're probably feeling great about Justin Jefferson after... Because the last time we talked, like, he was coming off those two bad weeks. No, he's back, he's back. back cooking now. Yeah, Hopefully. so Justin Jefferson, I think you have a clear advantage there. But I don't think... I don't think the gap from Hopkins to Debo Samuel... In fact, I'd probably lean Debo Samuel... That's fair. over Hopkins. To be fair, I don't hate it. Why but is I don't Debo think... projected zero right now? I'm just realizing that. Yeah, is I, he not like going to play saying, this week? He was he was on the injury report. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. I just got a. I knew he was battling an injury. I got but... a notification. Let me pull it up. You, you could talk about my team and then. Yeah, but the... I I would say if Debo plays, I would like him over Hopkins in in this matchup, and then. Yeah, I wouldn't start Kyle Pitts. Uh, like, at this point in time, this is why, like, I'm borderline trying to drop him in the other league, but you just can't because of the name. But you're seven weeks into the season. Like, we have a really good grasp on where teams are, you know, and what they're doing on offense. So Kyle Pitts is clearly just not a factor for Atlanta. And yeah. say what you want about whether it's Arthur Smith's fault or if it's Mariota's fault, I lean more towards it's Mariota's fault. But this guy, I just feel bad for him because he's such a next level threat, and they're just not using him like that. Like you, you have to think like line him up outside, get him involved, manufacture touches for him, right? Like it's you have these... he, He's got linebackers and safeties on him, and you took him fourth overall. If Dable I... had Kyle Pitts, dude, he would be getting at minimum seven or eight touches a game. Yeah, I mean the Falcons if it, would if it was the Super Bowl a... if they had Dable, but yeah, instead we are obviously instead we are. It's true, but yeah, I, I do like his as much as Robert Tanyan's been kind of a toss up this year in terms of like he's really TD dependent to have like a good day. I don't know if he's gonna kill uh, me going against Buffalo. No, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's not like you necessarily have a huge hole here at tight end. I just don't want to bench have... Pitts the one good week he has, and it's it's a shitty thing I'm in. Yeah. But like, I I think I did sit him the one good week he had the one time he scored like two weeks ago maybe, and it wasn't even yeah. a fucking great week. It was his 10. good 9. week, ten points. Yeah, yeah. His, his good week. So, but yeah, yeah. I, he, the, I would say where you have the biggest advantage, though, is going to be running back. I think you have a significant advantage, and I think at quarterback and flex, you have a significant advantage. I think Sanders will be good, but I think Tyreek will tear up Detroit. I imagine. And yeah, I, I think when I say flex, I'm I'm matching Hale up against Montgomery because I think that's the the more of what the matchup should be hmm. if I was set in the lineup. But yeah, I would say. I think I clearly lean you, um, and it's through no fault of Wells's. He just doesn't have Mahomes this week. He's battling with buys. He's battling with injuries for Debo. It's just a tough week to be going up against your team, which is like finally tooled to be put together. You know? Yeah. You only I, need to get to seven and six, Bill, or six and seven, and you you could be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing. I 
and I'm like a game game or two out. Like it's still in front of me. Let's and like I've been scoring pretty decently. So it's just been like a weird year where it's like wins losses have been terrible. But I'm like every week I start my lineup. I'm not just like ugh. So yeah, I've had this some week. I'm finally feeling weeks. okay. I I got through some buys. Like I got through the Jefferson buy. So we'll see how it goes. I, I I'm fully expecting this is the week I kind of fully turn it on and hopefully kind of go on a run here and then I, I got some boost boosted like potential on the receivers if tony is anything with kansas city and then pickens has been okay i sacrificed pretty much all running back depth is the issue so maybe i move one of those guys for a running back but mm-hmm. um we'll kind of see how that goes but yeah i pick me and yeah any boomer bust before we kind of wrap up uh, I would say my, I would say my boom this week is gonna be. I'm gonna lean towards I think, Chubb. I think he's just gonna have a huge week this week because I don't think, uh, Kareem Hunt's gonna be there. And then I would say my bust is gonna be David Montgomery if he's playing, for uh, Wells' team. All right, cool. And then, okay. yeah, that that's all the matchups. And then I, I think next week we can kind of start talking about like playoffs and standings and things along those lines. Go over records yeah. more because it'll it's getting clearer now, but it, it's still pretty muddy in the middle, honestly. Like I, most of the teams are between two and four wins, so yeah. Well, it, ideally we have a clearer picture next week, but we're we're pretty much halfway through the the fantasy season, so or at least the regular season, so it should start kind of taking shape a little bit more so yeah you want to talk about giants want to talk about tony get some things off your chest uh let's talk about tony first um yeah i'm just i i can't begin to tell you like that how annoyed i am that this guy ended up being like an absolute huge piece of shit secretly the entire time like i guess we should have seen it like the writing was kind of on the walls that he was maybe mailing it in with the injury but the fact that immediately after he gets traded, he's like, oh, I've been healthy the whole time. It's like, dude, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, you're just like Elijah Moore. Like, he's you're on a winning you're on a winning team. You're six and one. The staff clearly, if you were trying, was going to use you in ways that you could only imagine about being a part of an offense. Right. And instead, you mail it in. You fake your injuries. You don't play all year, and like, yeah, you were fine behind the mic when you were answering questions, but like, I, I don't understand. Like, I-, I don't get how you could be on a winning team, but you could still be upset. Like, maybe I'm crazy, but like, I think the fact that we got a third and a six for a guy who didn't even want to be here is about as good of a return as you could have hoped for. You know, like I was expecting to get like a fifth, I would think, for him. That like was, yeah, he's a yeah. It, that it's was, just ridiculous, man. The fifth was the was what was being tossed around. So I'm happy with the return. I guess it's obviously a first rounder, like 15 months ago. So yeah, that sucks. But end of the day, like we got guys now that fucking give a shit. Like we have Kayvon crying after games. We have Nick Gates coming back from seven surgeries and like his leg being snapped in half. Like. Everyone else is bought in. If this guy can't buy into this, it's just it, it never was gonna work. I and 
again, he'll be probably good on the Chiefs, but that I think at, he will. that attitude, like it, it'll something will creep up there. Like, what if Mahomes goes down, and then then what's he gonna say, and what's he gonna do? You know, the faking injuries is just the wackest thing on the planet. Pretty much, he's just. <sighs> And I and I've I've waved the flag for him forever. Like I've been like this guy is crazy skilled when he's out there. But I mean, like you said, the writing's been on the wall from the jump. He skipped the initial OTA and just didn't have his playbook. And then everyone is just stunned when he's not on the field week one for seven snaps or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, he doesn't know the plays. Like he hasn't prepared. He hasn't got his body ready. He's always yeah. injured. It's and to be fair, like yeah, I do think he was injured. But I think his injury was a was like it's his been own different issue. things like it, it's been yeah. both hamstrings like an ankle a toe covid grandma dying like it, it's been one thing after another with him it's and then just taking a, a step back too it's like us as giants fans obviously we're hyped for him but it's like he's had two games over 40 yards in his entire career yeah, and he's one of played, them he got ejected from. Yeah, to just go to show you what type of his one good game he got ejected from, and we lost by like twenty. Like we got fucked, and then he's played in twelve of the twenty-four games he's been active as a pro for, and of those twelve, ten of them he's played less than fifty percent of the snaps. So he's either left early, not been like a primary target, or not primary target, primary like role within the offense. Like they just don't have packages for him. And this is two regimes, too. Like, if you remember last year, we were annoyed the first two games when he wasn't being used with, like, Judge and Garrett. But it's just, like, yeah, it just seems like a total fuck-up of a pick to begin with. He's just got a shitty attitude and whatever. Like, I don't know. And, he, like, he... I would be more mad about it. But, like, because, like, when, when you think back at it, right, like, the only reason why we ended up with Tony was because the Eagles took Devonta Smith from us, right? Correct. Because otherwise we have Devonta Smith. But I don't know if we I think still don't trade up... down if the Bears give us the package they gave us. But go ahead. Potentially, yeah, potentially. But but at the same time, it's like it does end up working out for us anyways. Because with that pick, we ended up getting Evan Neal. So it's not like I'm exactly upset with how things worked out. It's just I wish we would have used our first last year, maybe on somebody a little bit better. But yeah, at the same time, you had Gettleman and Judge and Garrett making the pick so there's no one no way to say that we wouldn't have picked some other absolute bust you know yeah and it, it's again it sucks to have wasted a first rounder from last year but it's we're moving in such a good direction that it's just if this is like the last piece of garbage him and galladay that we need to ditch it is what it is and it it literally was no production on the field i i joked in the group me i was like oh how we're how are we gonna replace his three catches for 12 yards his stats on the year are actually two catches for zero yards. Like, that yeah. is fucking insane. Yeah, he, he literally wasn't on the field for us at all this year. and So we're losing nothing. It's just what the initial cost was is obviously like a sunken cost. And honestly, but... I wouldn't even be piling on with you right now if it wasn't for the fact that he immediately yeah. started shit-talking. Like, yeah, it's like, yo, dude, like, and you can go back to our text from like, what, a week ago? Where I was saying, I was like, yeah, like, I'm completely out on Galladay because he's already gone to the media, bitched and complained about not getting enough targets, and he's clearly mailing it in, you know, just because he doesn't like the regime. But, like, Tony, at the mic at least, was saying all the right things. He wasn't down on the team. He wasn't shitting on the coaches. He didn't. He wasn't but mad about not getting the all the touches. 
He's and, just not built for New York. Like he literally, which is apparently what it was originally too. Was like it ended up being a behind the scenes thing where it was like it was leaking. Like oh, they're trying to get rid of him. And then they came out and they're like, no. He came out. He's like, no, that's not happening. He he showed up to OTAs. You know, it was like a whole nothing burger, or at least that's the way it was framed, right? I mean, credit to them for keeping it behind closed doors, but it's like every single other player on the team is playing like their ass off for Dable, and like there's no way he was just like bullying him, you know? Like they were playing his music during training camp. Yeah, I was just about to say, they were playing his music during training camp. So it's like, how how are you not playing for this guy? Bad things about him. Yeah. All Dable ever said was like, he pointed out, he pointed out, um, he just said we have different packages for different yeah. players when they asked about him. And not Darius he didn't Slayton, throw him like, under. He didn't throw him yeah. under the bus and say he does. He doesn't fucking know the playbook. Like, I I think we handled it as well as we could have this year. Like, obviously the initial mistake is just drafting him, but like the talent was there. It's just this dude's just a head case. Like, and yeah, I I it sucks. It sucks, but I am happy. Like, it, it's a very weird emotion because i genuinely do believe like he can be a star it's just it never was going to happen here so it's what are you going to do just fucking wait the entire year and then get like a sixth for him over the summer it's just it was the only thing to do it was yeah yeah i don't disagree with the move and you know if that third ends up being, you know, a, a contributor to our team, like that's more than you could say. Got about Daniel Tony. Bellinger and fucking Nizudu in the third this year. Yeah, like, uh, exactly. So like those players, you know, it's if we can get a role player for him or somebody who's just going to buy into the culture, that's still better than Tony. So, yeah, I, I it sucks that he could have been like an elite playmaker, but you know what? He's never on the field, so. I don't think he's going to love it in the Andy Reid offense when he's not like he's not going to be the featured option there. He like might yeah, be. he'll get. T- no, I, I just don't think so. I, I think it's still going to be Kelsey and You'll, yeah, and Kelsey, Mahomes but and, like, and just spreading the ball around. Yeah, we'll see. It, it's going to suck like when he's in the playoffs, like exceed. Uh, I can't think of the fucking word. Excelling, Jesus, but. And, like, yeah, it's going to suck because it's like you gave this guy up for a third, but it's just like, what the fuck else were we going to do, you know? So that's yeah, kind of my piece I agree on with that. You. But it doesn't make our team worse this year at all, and it gives us two more picks for next year. So, and then. Yeah, and it, yeah. it also sucks because it's like we're going to the Super Bowl. So, like, how could you not want to be a part of this, you he's, know? Yeah, he's missing out on the ring. And then the hysterical thing is the back tattoo, which is his number which he's not going to be wearing and then just yeah the he's going to be wearing 19. city of new york he's got and i love when people do this they put like the statue of liberty like in the middle of central park it's like that's not where that is <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dumbass <laughs> and then also like i was telling tom o today i was like damn now i got and uh, now i gotta trade tony and dine in uh my franchise and like i'm in year two of my franchise and tony's like get him out <laughs> you'll love this actually i have tony and then i signed odell back <laughs> oh, i mean I, if this opens a door for odell to come in two weeks as well, well like sign me up we for have that. some cap space to <laughs> sign at least me give up him... for that yeah and it seems like odell's not even here and he's like about like being here you know like he's like oh fuck yeah i would go play for them you know like... as much of a headache as odell was like parallel with tony like odell was still like the best receiver in the league <laughs> like or top yeah. three for the entire time like 
and yeah, had, like, legitimate, legitimately... had legitimately like broken ankle injuries not like oh my hamstrings hurt again yeah like, oh. so yeah i'm glad get tony the fuck out if he's and the next person galladay is real quick it's gonna be hard to move him like we quick, might have they... acquired sorry go ahead they asked him about like all the shit today obviously kind of similar situations he actually had great answers he was saying like listen i've never been a part of a 10 win team ever like i'm excited to get back out there and like he said thing like i still hate him but what he said i was just like that is a mature response in a sense and yeah so you, you can go on to roast him and i still uh, if yeah, it's possible it to move him ideally you do but it's just like who the fuck wants to pay that bum the money he's got like osteoporosis yeah and that goes back to i told you and tom about this but um apparently like the medical doctors who evaluated him on the giant said like hey his hip injury is a real thing and it could end up being you know more than you think and it turns out that like hey like it might not even be like galladay isn't getting used in the offense it might literally just be like hey he's kind of washed injury wise and it's like that's not the type of receiver like dj likes throwing to like he likes someone who's quick and is open like he doesn't yeah he doesn't doesn't throw contested ball yeah he doesn't throw contested balls like when he when he throws a interception it's like he misses a linebacker like yeah they pick it off like like the the one that got called back on sunday like it's not like he's throwing bombs down the field and they're getting picked off like like galladay is just not a risk that he like a galladay type route isn't a risk that he typically takes but yeah yeah. I, i would i would love for him to be gone if we can get anything that's fine but if if not it is what it is and you cut him over the summer but yeah, yeah i agree and but then, in terms of the giants themselves yeah, how yeah. do you like them this week against seahawks. the seahawks i think we talked about it a little bit but i think this yeah. is probably our toughest matchup of the year so far yeah i i think i think the seahawks are good i think it's a tough task obviously always going across country and I think they run the ball really well. These pitch plays where Kenneth Walker just takes him 60 yards, like that's going to kill us. Like people are just learning to run not into our defensive line with like Dex and Leo and just kind of going outside the tackles. And that's been very hard for us to defend. That being said, their run defense is also shitty. So I think like the clock's just going to be running the whole time, I imagine. Yeah um i i think we can win like I, i've learned to kind of stop doubting them especially they kind of just keep pulling out these one possession wins but i wouldn't be surprised if this is like our first slice of humble pie and that we go into the buy and have two cupcakes and we're kind of still back on schedule so it's like this isn't the world's burning if we lose but yeah i mean if we win it's like we still are very much alive in the division, you know? Like, if we split against Philly, then we can win the damn thing. So, it, it's a big game. It's the best game on paper of the week, so I'm fucking amped for it, but... Yeah, I, I and like you said, like, I, after the Packers win, I stopped doubting them entirely, you know, that we could win a I, game. I didn't so... think we could beat the Ravens, honestly, after that, but... No, and then I, like, last week the Jaguars line, the three and a half, was disrespectful, and the refs did everything they possibly could to try and give the Jaguars that game in the last drive. Like I was so mad. One, 
the Saquon giving himself up should have ran 45 seconds off the clock, but they decided to say that he did give himself off and he ran out of bounds. And then two, you have the phantom hands to the face penalty. You have the pass interference penalty, and then you have KT getting held literally every single play of the fourth quarter. Like he's going to be, by the way, we haven't talked about it, but like he's going to be a problem. He's He's going to be good. Like as he gets up to game speed, like, He's gotten significantly better each week, and like the amount of pressure he actually puts with his speed on the other quarterback, and then on top of that, like the effort to chase down Travis Etienne last week, dude. It's just like we—I couldn't be happier with him and Evan Neal, like their competitiveness this year and how into the team they are. So, yeah, yeah, those guys, no Tonys, like. It was this is this is a net loss with Tony, but it's like we we have guys now that fucking. Get more of those guys uh, with two. And then you have picks, Daniel you Jones know? also getting animated last week, Beast. like actually being pissed at his receiver for once. Like you never saw that shit, like ever. And then in he the instantly walked him. it back and apologized all monotone after. Yeah, game. but that's but, how no, you no, no, should. No. But I'm not, like, I'm not it, dogging him. It's just funny. Like he. Because I forget who said it. Went, I think it was was it Leonard Williams or was it Bredesen or Glowinski who were like, yeah, I want to see him do that. Like, well, it's like, I want to like see them he, block, but that's yeah, the... yeah. But he, to be fair, uh, Bredesen and Glowinski have been playing better. Bredesen was a surprise, but Glowinski's very bad in the past. He's bro. bad, but he's still better than fucking Will Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Again, another gentleman stank that is just not yeah. here and instant results. But, but yeah, yeah, we should have won last week's game by two touchdowns. I would say if, we made if Johnson doesn't drop that touchdown, yeah. you know. Um, but I would say this line is fair. Like I would say that the Seahawks being favorites at home is a fair. Like I'm not disrespected by this line, you know. Yeah, I thought no, the Jaguars line was pretty it. shitty, but I think the Seahawks. You know, it, it, I think this is an even matchup, which is what Vegas is telling you, right? Like. On a neutral field, this would be an even matchup. So I think it's definitely our toughest matchup of the year. And I do expect Kenneth Walker to expose us. And it's just a matter of how often is our defense going to be able to get home on Geno Smith to make it so that we can limit the passing game mm-hmm. because they've been very good. I, I, DK Metcalf being out is huge for us. Definitely helps. Um, and our, our running game with Saquon is going to be good against the Seattle defense, but this game is going to be run through the, is going to be won like through the running backs. And I don't necessarily think any of the pass catchers are going to have a huge day. Like yeah. Lockett, maybe I could see having like one of his, cause we always seem to like let up like some busted touchdown, you know, but I do think like Saquon and, and Walker are going to have a day. Yeah, and so for we'll that sport already, by the way. So uh, did he can, really? I was going to thank you yet. for that. Yeah. But word, yeah, we'll we'll pick it up. State of the Giants next week. It'll be a bye next week, but we can still kind of look at the playoff picture and all that. But we'll wrap it up here. We just have some fan mail that I wanted to ask you really quick. <laughs> Let me just pull this up. Okay, so this is from Vanessa Hudgens of High School Musical. Oh, God. Billy and Poe, big fan. First time writing, huge fan of the pod. In a purely hypothetical situation, the entire league is invited to Muller's bachelor party for his matrimony with Nicole. The league plans to have 
the draft at the bachelor party too. However, Mueller comes in last place, which in all honesty is on brand. Who buys the draft board? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, thank I you, would Vanessa. say, I would say Mueller does. I, <laughs> I don't care if it's his bachelor party. Yeah, he's got to buy it, you think? <laughs> yeah, and he's got to be the sticker bitch for whoever is not there. Try mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah, so I, I completely I, agree. Will I give him any pity? No, he will. He will be buying the board, and he will be putting up the stickers. Cool. Yeah. So keep those fan questions in. I know a lot of people listening. So obviously, uh, feel free to text me those. And yeah, we'll include them in the next pod. But I think that is it for this week. Any final closing words here? No, I think that's uh, pretty much all I had to say. And it's good to be back. And I'm glad tax season's over. And we didn't talk about this bill, but fuck when we were young for getting canceled on me when I flew all the way out. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, it's... You know what? I was still in Vegas. I had a great time in Vegas. I got drunk every night and had. We were there for five days, so it's not like I didn't make a vacation out of it, anyways. But uh, yeah, fuck that festival. I'll never go to a music festival again. Did they refund you at all, or? Uh, yeah, it's gonna take thirty days though. So oh, great. We were gonna buy them for Sunday because a few. I was of my gonna say, did you get to tickets. go to the part two, or was it? Like, no, how did... okay. because my flight was Sunday night, so. Even if I went, like I would have had to leave, to leave for like, like four years strong. I dated, yeah, before all the good bands went on. Dang. So, yeah, I'm gonna I, go I, see Four Years Strong and Asbury in a few weeks. If you want to, I was looking at it. Me, Frock, and Steve were looking at it. I will. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'll I'm probably gonna know. go to their Philly show and their Asbury show. So just let me know. Cool. I'll be in touch with that. But yeah. uh, without further ado, um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.